to Parada Works. This is Glenn Parada recording from Bell Works here in Homedale, New Jersey. I'm here with Darwin Roman. He is a United. He was a United States Army, uh, United States Marine. Uh, he's also host of Latino Wealth Movement uh, podcast and also president of NAREP, the South South Jersey chapter, and also financial service professional for True North Financial Solutions. Thank you so much, Glenn, for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I, I definitely know that you, you're a leader in your own right, by the way, and uh, I don't take it for granted that you chose me to be in your podcast, so thank you. Thank you, thank you, appreciate that. So, um, Roman, tell us how you went from being a United States Marine to the career path you're in now. Oh, well, it's a good, it's a good story to start with. Right. Um, so I got in the Marine Corps back in 2002, and right after that, during that time, I got into the fitness industry, so I was working for companies like LA Fitness and Valley Sports Club for right. a good about, uh, most about a decade. And about 2009, I decided to change my career, look at another uh, market or industry to get involved in, where I can use my skill set in, in sales and, and developing teams. And so I decided the financial services market was the way to go. So I got involved uh, that way. And it really was because I was meeting people that were already involved in the industry. And they were encouraging me on saying, look, it looks like you're in the, you got the right, you got the right drive. You just got, you're in the wrong car. Right, that makes sense. Right, so they said, right. you're going to change that and, and get into something else is really going to give you a fulfillment and make best use of the gifts you've been given with regards to building relationships. And the Spanish service market is where I ended up. Wow, that's great. And through that path, you meet a lot of ex-military people that are in your industry? I do. I meet, I meet some ex-industry, uh, ex-military people um, in the industry, but I would definitely like to see more. And... You know, on that point, anybody who is currently leaving uh, the military, looking for an addition for a new career path, I feel that the financial services industry in general, whether it be real estate, whether it be mortgages, whether it be uh, investment advisory, it, it's a great fit because, especially if you find the right firm, I right. want to be able to qualify that, uh, because a lot of it's systematic. And as prior military, as you know, Glenn, and thank you for your service, and currently serving as well, uh, you and I both know that we're used to systems, right? Everything's systematic, everything's set in a certain order, and we're used to that. And so uh, veterans with prior service really are able to, to acclimate to the type of industries that we represent because of the systems in place that we need to follow. Everybody wants to hire a veteran too. Mm -hmm. You know, they because of work ethic right. and, and pretty much the principles and what they stand on. So aside from them working working for you or with you, how can you help someone who's transitioning out from active military now into the civilian world? Mm -hmm. uh, the, the main thing is that there's going to be a transition, right? We already know that with regards to going from military life to civilian life. It's going to be professional and finding the right career path. But on a personal level, uh, there's also financial decisions that need to be made. And it's common in military. It's also common also in law enforcement as well where... We have to make sure that you're setting yourself up properly financially for that transition from going active to inactive, so to speak. And I find that uh, military personnel or people that are leaving the military at the moment may not have the right resources or the right counsel to be able to say, what do I do now financially? Uh, I'm leaving out of four years, eight years, 10 years. I got a terminal leave and now I got all this, this money banked up and what do I do with this now? Uh, all these, all these things are factors. Now that I left, what do I get to keep? What should I keep? 
right? What kind of financial products are available to me that can match the type of benefit I had while I was serving in the military? Those are all questions that I try to help them uh, get the answers to so they can get the right setting and a path to go forward and continue on their life because there's definitely life once you turn in the uniform, right, Glenn? That's there's right. definitely life. That's it's right. not over then. And a lot of these guys are coming out, or and women are getting out at 28 years old, 36 years old, when now they have a whole other life to focus on. And I want to make sure that, look, that it's not over. Let's plan ahead because there's a lot more steps to go. That's true. And a lot of them get used to TRICARE. Right. And they don't get to explain what type of products they need or why they need it. It's just pretty much given to them. Mm-hmm. And so when they get out, they don't even know what policy or what carries on, and even the people that help them transition from point A to point B mm-hmm. don't explain it thoroughly for them to understand to come out to talk to somebody like you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So Darwin, you're also a, a leader in the Hispanic community. Uh, your footprint from North Jersey now coming and expanding down here to South Jersey. That's right. Uh, tell us what. Tell us more about NAREP. NAREP, NAREP. Great subject. Uh, so NAREP stands for the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. And as an organization, what NAREP's mission is, is to uh, promote and and help sustain, well, help promote and promote sustainable Hispanic homeownership by, by developing a more professional real estate agent in the Hispanic community. So right now, if you're currently, if you're listening to this podcast and you're currently involved in the real estate industry in any fashion or capacity, NAREP's goal is to make you a better professional so you can be more efficient and better equipped to be able to serve the Hispanic community. Because essentially, if we have a better equipped and trained and polished professional out in the community helping the people that we want to help, uh, that will in turn create the right atmosphere and economic climate for us to be able to move forward and excel going in the future years to come. Because the reality is that the, the purchasing power of Hispanics in the next five years is going to triple. And so how do, we, how do we get prepared for that? We get prepared today by being around other real estate professionals that are maybe succeeding. And we promote that collaboration between other professionals so that we have that feeling of familia and being able to help each other get better and better in what we do and sharing best practices and maybe best um, best strategies to be able to get grow our businesses in a, the most profitable but most the most ethical ways as well, which is important. That's amazing, and that's that's good that you're doing that because that the community, our community, the Latino community needs that. They need mm-hmm. leaders. And you need to build leaders yep. to create more and, and let that be a generational thing, uh, because we're gonna build the next generation of powerful Latino leaders here in New Jersey and throughout the nation. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So in, in addition to that, do you have to be a realtor to be an IRA? No. No. As a matter of fact, I'm not a realtor, as you guys agree to tell. Right. I'm, a, right. I'm a financial services professional, so I, retar- I focus on retirement planning and right. insurance. Um, and you're the president. And meanwhile, so yeah, yeah, amazingly enough, so we have a South Jersey chapter just recently launched in November. And South Jersey predominantly is the entire southern half of the state. And I, I walked into this organization not knowing much. Um, just wanting to get involved, loving the mission that was behind it. And fast forward about a year and a half later, ended up uh, falling in the position of, of leadership and taking advantage of it, embracing it, and becoming president of the incoming ch- uh, of the chapter for the incoming year 2019. 
it's exciting. Uh, I'm definitely blessed and grateful to be able to do it because I feel it's a lot of work to do, but it's all going to pay off in the long run for overall growth in the state. And so everybody's welcome to get involved, whether you're a realtor, whether you're a mortgage professional, title, excuse me, uh, a real estate attorney. But I I was having a conversation earlier today. I said, we need other industries involved. We need plumbers, electricians, uh, roofers, ciders, painters, drywall, exterminators, uh, landscapers, uh, waterproofing, whatever it is that you do that has something to do with a home, you should be involved because it's open to all professionals. And also to add to that, not only is it just open to all professionals, it's open to everybody. So you don't have to be a Hispanic to be involved. I want to be able to say that right now. Okay. It's, it's open. We're a diverse group because we internally in ourselves are diverse as Hispanic people, right? We come in different shades and colors and, and, and different accents as well. So why wouldn't be us? Why wouldn't we be more inclusive? And so we, we are. We're open to. If you're Asian, if you're African American, if come on down, be a part of what we're doing because all, the only thing that can happen would be just positive, being able to grow and bridge gaps culturally so that we can all work together. And at the end of it, it'll, it'll be a win-win for everybody. The ideology of growing together and building together is not only going to stay within that community, but it's also, also going to be a domino effect to other communities, to other cultures, other backgrounds. So that's amazing that you guys are doing that and bringing that mentality from North Jersey down to it's really Central Jersey. But it is, <laughs> it is, it is. You know, it is. Then expand it more to South Jersey. Right. Right. And I think that having a chapter here in Central Jersey, Mm-hmm. It's going to be real good, especially in the summer, because everyone in the south, everyone from the North Jersey comes down here. And so there's a lot of potential to do big events here in the summer. Do you guys have any plans? For As a matter of fact, we do. Um, next June, w- the intention is to have a major event called Entre Familia, mm-hmm. and most likely it will be in Atlantic City. We had a similar event last year. And I'm saying last year because we're already thinking 2019, but it was actually earlier this year, 2018. Right. And it was held in Westchester, um, an amazing event, a little under six, 700 people attended, and it turned out to be phenomenal. La Mega, 97.9, DJ Casanova was there. We had a live band playing at the end of the event. During the day, we had guest speakers. Uh, one of them was Danny Morrell, a, a, a leading coach out in the real estate industry with a great following. Um, we had some speakers from local markets that have been on the top of their game right now in real estate. And it was just a wonderful event to get some knowledge. We're looking to do the same thing again in Atlantic City. And I feel that the number will be larger. We most likely will hit the thousand attendee mark for that event. Because when we're looking at geography, we're thinking now New York, North Jersey, Philadelphia, and Washington, D.C. So it all can culminate in Atlantic City. So be on the lookout for that. Entre familia. And... Uh, we will have some a great lineup for that as well. Those are heavy populated Hispanic communities. Absolutely. Too, so that's going to really bring, like you said, double, triple, a lot of uh, people from, the, from those states to come mm-hmm. down. And not industry. to mention, yeah. we're talking June, summer, beach. Atlantic City, yeah. beach, casinos. Uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a perfect storm. Yeah, they, should s- give, they should give you guys a kickback. I probably, <laughs> hopefully, at least a free room. Yeah. <laughs> so why is it that like for myself, I've never heard of, of NARAP uh, mm-hmm. before. I know that you guys are doing marketing before. Um, but there's other organizations, Hispanic organizations, that are out there. 
but NAREP seems to be the one that everyone's talking about that is really grown and expanding. Do you, do you guys have any plans to work with other uh, Hispanic organizations within the state of New Jersey? We, we do, we do. Uh, what we like to do is, is be able to help have nurture relationships with those local organizations that are serving the Hispanic community. And we do that by being able to support their events as whole, and we hope that they support ours so they can show up and it's all strength in numbers, right? right. Being able to have an event that has 100 people has a, it's a lot different a feeling when you have 300 or 400 people show up. And so, so you that strength in numbers, being able to network with local business owners as well, uh, I think adds to the value overall for those organizations and for NAREP as well, because not only are we networking within our own group, we're also now networking with other groups that we may not have had the opportunity to network before. So we are working on this year as part of our initiative to be able to reach out to local organizations that also uh, help our community and be able to work, collaborate with them, work with them, network with them, and then and be able to support each other on their initiatives as well as, as well as ours. That's great. That's great. One of the main concerns I know that a lot of people have when it comes to Hispanic organizations is that they can get political, <clears throat> you know, and I know that with prior conversations that we've had before, you guys focus strictly in just doing business and growth and pretty much managing and try to, and try to mentor uh, future uh, Hispanic community leaders. Mm -hmm. What do you have to say to the people who are worried about in the Hispanic organization that becomes political or are you guys political? Right. Uh, so first, the second question is that uh, NAREP is not a, a political action committee organization. Mm -hmm. Uh, they are in favor of promoting public policy that will work in favor of the Hispanic homeowner. So they, they're definitely nonpartisan in that respect because <clears throat> regardless of where that policy is coming from, if that policy is in the benefit of the Hispanic homeowner, then NARA will get behind it. So I hope that I think that answers that question in that sense, right? Uh, other organizations tend to, yes, they tend to lean towards certain directions when it comes to, let's say, politics. Um, and I understand that some people have reservations for that, and that's, I think, that falls in the individual. I also am involved with the Chamber of Commerce as well, and I know that with my Chamber of Commerce, we tend to also stay in the middle because we also the, the Chamber of Commerce, their goal is to represent local business owners within our market. So whatever local policies are being put on the table, if they're in benefit of the business owners, then that chamber is getting behind that policy, regardless of where it's coming from. That's the idea. It's great to be, you know, apolitical and not get involved in anything else and just focus on what the mission statement is for that organization. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. And thank you a lot for what you do with NAREP. That's that's amazing. I know a lot of people are going to benefit from that. So tell us more about your Latino Wealth Movement podcast. Oh, What's okay. that about? Okay. So the Latino Wealth Movement, I started that as a, as a project earlier this year and actually came in from an inspiration from NAREP because they have 10 uh, principles regarding wealth and it, it's, it was stirring this creativity in me of saying there's obviously a need for, for the right type of information, especially within our culture, but it has to be relatable. So in my mind... I said, well, what is it that we could do? What is it that I could do to be able to bring information out to the public where people will take action on it? Uh, NARPA has a platform as well called Hispanic Wealth Project that they're really going to be promoting this coming year. And a lot of big things are coming out of that. 
and that was that was the, the, the Latino wealth movement is almost a it's like a byproduct of that initiative as well. Uh, Hispanic wealth project will be large and, and, and physical. Latino wealth movement is more a podcast and more the thought process of building more wealth. In my podcast, I do mention that the five things, the five areas of wealth that we I focus on or, or I try to be able to promote is wealth in in your health, which is important. If you lose that, it's all over, right? right, right. But not just health, but health, mental health, right? Or your your spiritual health, relationships, emotion, um, and of course financial, because financial leads to all other areas of health. So wealth, rather. So uh, the areas of wealth that my podcast focuses on is broad in the sense of it's not just linear and just about dollars and cents. It's about overall wealth in every area of your life. So a lot of the, the guests that I've been bringing in to the podcast have been uh, entrepreneurs, but motivational speakers as well, that have different experiences, different successes, also failures that they can express. And uh, I'm hoping that a listener will be able to gain from uh, and be able to put into practice in their own lives. So that if we can just change one life, imagine that. It just goes on from there. It's like the old saying that a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. So if I were to I would have light the candle, then you go ahead and light somebody else's candle. I mean, you could light up the entire world, one candle at a time. And I think that now, especially living in a digital age where you don't have to be in a physical radio studio to get your word out, we can be right here in a conference room talking on a podcast. It, it changes everything. It, it, you know, uh, taking the, a, a good friend of mine and mentor, Anthony Delgado's word, uh, disrupting the media. And by the way, he's a great guy to follow, Anthony Tagalo, Delgado, Disrupt, look him up on Instagram. Um, it's an he he able to show you exactly how that works, and he's doing amazing things as well in Puerto Rico, so I would definitely look into him. I second, uh, I second that too. Yeah, but, uh, but I feel that uh, now in, in the in era we're living in, there is no lack of information, there is no lack of resources, just a lack of resourcefulness, if you really want to look at it that way, right? right, take, right. take accountability, and, if, and don't... As and also as as I said, Anthony mentioned, don't don't ask for permission, which he did amazingly in Puerto Rico. Don't ask for permission; just freaking do it, right? And uh, in the military, where you said, just get it freaking done. That's it. We don't want to right. hear the excuses; just get it done. So that's where the Latino wealth movement came from. I said, all right, well, I want to do something different. Do something different. Just freaking do it. Don't ask for permission. Just find and find somebody who has been doing it and model them. Model them. Follow them. Ask for at least ask for help. Yeah, emulate right. that, right? Yeah, someone yeah. who's. Leading the way, because <clears throat> even if you emulate, it won't be identical to them. It'll still be yours. Sure. So you you just replicating kind of the highest <coughs> of what they're doing. Right. And then just using it the way, the way you you can do it. And just to add to what you said before, the, how you respond to things, right? Just doing it, uh, like you were saying, uh, that uh, that Anthony Delgado was saying, just doing it. It's, it comes down to how you respond to events in life. Mm. Right? And how you respond, you have full control of it. Sure. So no matter what event happens in your life, good or bad, you respond to it, you can move forward, you have control of the outcome. Right, right. It's like the old right. saying, in life, 10%, what happens to you, 90% is how you react to it. Exactly. So where do you see everything that you're involved in this time, 2019? Okay. 2019 uh, will be a lot of growth. I feel that overall, and I want to be able to plant a seed of positivity here, anybody listen to this. Uh, if you had a bad year, forget about 2018. 2019 is a brand new year. It's a brand new page. Anybody can, anybody can, can be anything starting. It's like somebody, I remember to forget, um, I was watching the Super Bowl. 
I forgot which Super Bowl it was, but the commentator says, the good news is, it was after the Super Bowl was done. The good news is, tomorrow, everybody starts at zero. Everybody starts at zero. And on January 1st, everybody starts at zero. However, we can start the path of what we want that same day. We can start now, really, right? And 2019, I feel, is going to be a year of growth, a year of profitability. I think it's also going to be a year of an awakening. I think an enlightening year for a lot of people and a breakthrough year for a lot of people. That's what I feel. And for myself, that's what I feel. If anything, I'm saying out loud, out loud right. to prophesy it. Manifest it. And manifest it that right. the 2019 will be my breakout year. Where, where at some point or another, I don't know, for some reason, I feel I'm going to be interviewed on Univision coming up. I might be on 105.1 speaking to DJ Envy in New York City. I don't know. Got a feeling I will. I may right. be a panelist in Puerto Rico at some point in February. I don't know. It could be. But I'm already speaking in existence because I feel that may happen. And if, if I think it and I focus my energy on those thoughts, those thoughts will manifest into reality. And that's where 2019 is leading me. And I think this is a level of, of, of confidence building up on the pre- previous year. Now for me, it's been a lot of work, a lot of grinding. But I'm not, I'm not, I feel like now I've laid the foundation for 2019 to be that year where things change to a hundred degree. And that's very inspired. And, and I agree with you 110%. Um, on that because you speak it you bring it in you know and then you do it because sure. then it kind of like everyone expects you if, if you tell someone that you're an actor they always see you as an actor if you tell someone that you know you're a loan officer they see you as a loan officer right so you, you, you create you build and you mold it to the way people want to want to perceive who you are mm-hmm. right there's one thing that, that I did a long time ago I put together a resume of where I wanted my resume to look like mm. five years from now. That's a nice So uh, I, remember, I remember my friend, and he was a military guy uh, too. <coughs> Big shout out to William Madigan, uh, 11 Bravo Army. Uh, he's, he's like, uh, he saw my resume, he's like, Glenn, he's like, what's what's this? Because he knew it wasn't this, I wasn't that, <laughs> I wasn't, you know? Right. I said, I told him, well, this is where I want my resume to look like five years from now. Mm. And so I can I can say that it's 90% done. Right. You know? So if you, if you put that, you say, this is how I want people to perceive me, how do, I, want, I want them to, to see me, of how I want to be in, in, in my life. And that's just a milestone because your resume keeps growing. Sure. Keeps building because there's a volunteer uh, bucket there too, right? Organizations you can join, you can give back to the community, things that you, you, can, you can help and encourage and empower other people within the community. There's so much to do. But if you put just the basic framework of how you want your resume to look at from education, you know, one of my educational things is to be an attorney. Okay. Right? To go to law school. So that's the other 10%, because that's a big 10%, right? Right, right. You know, but every other thing, military, you know, putting together a, a product mortgage and stuff like that, those things came in. But the, the, the thing is you work towards that resume. Right. right, right. So speaking it, writing it, thinking it, acting on it is most important. You know, the way, how you act it out. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the, the people, there's a lot of people who see you already successful in a certain degree. But they don't see the ten eight year part a part of it that right. you, that really you, you worked very hard to to get to. Sure. And I think that a lot of people that go to NARAP, that go on your podcast, that they get involved in what you're getting involved with and building, they're going to be able to meet other individuals that have the same mindset that there will, will be a community that grows together. Mm-hmm. Right. So everyone pushes everyone up, not down. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that we really need in the Hispanic community. Everyone talks about it, but a lot of people don't do it. They always say the, uh, the, the Jewish community does that, the Korean community does it, the Indian community does that, and, but there's always somewhat of a negative 
uh, talk when we talked about the Hispanic community. Right. You know, because if someone's successful, the other the other person talks bad about them and so forth. Right. We gotta knock that out. We we gotta stop that. We gotta stop that mindset. Yep. That that how we interact as business owners with other business owners in the same industry. There's enough business for everybody else. Right. So what what do you think when when people come to you and you have another individual that's in the same line of work that, that you're in that wants to get involved in any of the organizations that you're involved with? Um, I say definitely get involved in an organization. And it doesn't have to be NIREP, right? You have to find an organization that that relates to you, but also you believe in their mission. Right. So, but if you if you have those two factors, that you have a, an affinity for it, an affinity for it, and you also believe in the mission, those two things. You find that organization, you get involved. And I would say anybody who's in business and maybe you're starting out or you've been in business for 10 years, whether it be real estate, mortgages, financial advisory, CPA, whatever. The idea is that, and I got this from an organization called BNI, and the idea is in order for you to be able to be take advantage of these organizations and network properly, you have to always, always maintain this philosophy of visibility creates credibility that leads to profitability. So if you want to be profitable, you have to be credible and reverse it, right? If you want to be credible, you have to be visible. So you can be a member of a chamber of commerce, you can be a member of NAREP, and you can just be participant, show up to the events, get some business cards, maybe follow up and go from there. But if you're really looking for visibility and credibility leads to profitability, my advice to anybody listening is that find a way to serve. Find a way to serve on a board, find a way to serve on a committee, because the people who serve end up being elevated into leadership. And my philosophy has been the whole time is servant leadership. Servant leadership, if anything, it's a biblical thing. Right. Servant leadership right. always works. You know, and so there's an old, there's a, it was a quote that I got from, I saw from a gentleman that I follow on Instagram, Ed Milet, excellent coach. And he says, well, he put it on his Instagram anyway, but it was on his profile. And I love the quote. If service is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. If service is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. So we can't expect to have influence if we're not putting in the work, man. You, you can't expect yeah. to have a six-pack abs if all you're doing, if you're, if you're barely going to the gym. It's, just a, it's a matter of putting in the work and the sacrifice for it. And yeah, it, it takes time. It takes time to serve in a committee. It takes time to go on a board. By the way, it takes a lot of time out of my day to be president of a chapter. But I'm the one that was hoping to gain influence. I was hoping, I was open, I was the one that was hoping to be a center of influence. And there's a, there's a sacrifice that comes with that. But that's not that, but that's what it what it takes. And so if anybody gets involved, you're a product of your choices. And so if you're looking to get a better result out of the organization you're getting involved in, be volunteer your time. Give up your time because you get a lot of it back. And don't focus too much on the competition, right? If someone else does what you're doing in the organization, there's enough business for everybody. You guys can actually, you know, trade, you know, kind of like the, the how to do business the better way type of you know conversations. Absolutely. Helps us. So if you have a realtor that's that's also, you know, in the same industry that you're doing, like realtor to realtor, you don't have to worry about competition. Not at all. It's, it's not really competition. It's really building each other up. Absolutely. In different in different uh, avenues. That's yeah. that's amazing. What what did you do for the for the Marines? What was? Uh, I was a field radio operator, so I was okay. calm. And uh, I worked with an artillery unit down in South Jersey. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. Never forget it. Yeah. Something I never forget. I think definitely it was a it was a turning point for me. Uh, you know, right out of high school, eighteen years old, getting thrown right to Paris Island, and uh, you learn a lot quickly, right? Uh, but it's definitely a change that, thankfully, it's carried on. But thankfully, also, 
uh, it's been a brotherhood and a fraternity that I can always lean back on, which is amazing. And it crosses over to all military, right? right. You're Army, I was Marine Corps, but we have an understanding and, a, and an instant esprit de corps that most other people, right, the, the other 93% of the nation who's never actually worn a uniform, they won't understand it. And that's okay because that that's the ratio. It's the way it works. Some people enlist, some people don't. Most don't. A few do. And when we do, we, we, we tend to have a bond that we already understand, right? And you, you would say the military really helped you a lot as far as leadership? Sure, sure, absolutely, absolutely. There's principles that I, I've always maintained. Um, and I'm not saying, I also want to say that it's not a cure. If you, if you, you know, if you use lack of a better term, if you're a shitbag and you went in, you're going to be a shitbag when you get out, right? right. But, but if, you, if you really embrace what you learn and try to hold on to at least half of it, you will be that much better off because overall the, 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 the traits of taking initiative and being ambitious and having a work ethic and not making excuses, taking personal accountability, which is the big one, um, those are great traits that will, will lead you anywhere if you can do that. And that's what's helped me. The reason that I was, I was able to get uh, to become a chapter president of a realtor association, I'm not even a realtor, within an 18-month period is because I, I put in those principles into, into effect and executed on them. I made sure that I showed up on time, showed up, period, uh, and, and took initiative, asked ask who needs help and what. I'm here, volunteer, and, and give them my time and, and, be, and, and, just, and do it with a smile on my face and showing that I'm enth- showing enthusiasm along the way. Enthusiasm is contagious. Like, well, you can do a job right now. Right now, if I was sweeping the floor and you see somebody sweeping the floor and they're upset, it's not really attracting. But you see somebody sweeping the floor right now. Let's say somebody, a janitor, sweeping the floor, and they have a smile on their face whistling. You almost almost feel good. You're like, wow, that, that has a great day. And he looks at, he or she looks at you, hey, I'm Merry Christmas. You're like, oh, thank you. That's so nice of you. Uh, you right. know, I saw that recently with a toll attendant. was like, sir, he said, sir, I hope you have a wonderful day. And he was very enthusiastic. Thank you so much. And grabbed my, gave me my change in the toll booth. And I'm like, wow, that guy was excited. Oh, that's great. Made me feel good. Right? Tip right, yeah. I was like, can I give you another dollar? <laughs> yeah. And um and that that's 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 something that I think we all need to carry around with us. Well darn yeah. well you US Marine veteran, you have your own podcast, the Tina Wealth Movement podcast, president of NAREP, you're involved in the chamber, you're a financial service professional, you have all these titles, you, you you're so much involved and a leader in the community. Can you tell us what leadership means to you? Leadership means like I, uh, what I went back to is servant leadership. Serve others, help others be better, and that is a true sign of leadership. There's a there's a quote that I read before that a manager lights a fire underneath under people, right? But a leader lights a fire inside of people. There's a difference. Light a fire inside of someone, encourage them, motivate them, coach them. But as a leader, be, be a servant. Also be authentic. Don't be afraid as a leader to admit when you, when you messed up. Because you know what? We're human too. We're all going to make mistakes. And if you can openly, admittedly say, you know what? I was wrong in this, in this decision, but I promise going forward, I'll learn from this mistake and, and share that with somebody. Believe me, people will follow that. And, be, and, and humility is a big thing too. And always, so always try to edify others. Be a servant. Be humble. And be, be authentic as well. I think that's what being a leader means. Putting others' needs ahead of yours. Helping other people get what they want. Because when you do that, you'll get what you want. That's amazing, man. Well, listen, thank you for being with us here at Parada Works Podcast. And we need more leaders like you. You're very inspiring. 
And um, I hope to definitely build with you in 2019. We will. Can you tell us how we can find you on social media? Sure, sure. So you can find me on Instagram uh, at Latino underscore wealth underscore movement. Also, my personal Instagram at Roman underscore Darwin. You can also find me on LinkedIn. On Facebook is Darwin Roman. You'll be able to easily find me there. Not many people with the name Darwin out there. So it'll be easy to track and target. But Glenn, thank you so much again for having me on this podcast. It is inspiring even to be around you as well. You're a leader in what you do. I'm looking forward to do some work with you in 2019. And man, let's go out there and kill it. Thank you so much. Hey, Parada Works uh, listeners, follow Darwin here. Uh, also follow Anthony Delgado. You have all the information here. You guys can listen back to it. Thank you for listening here. This is Glenn Parada, Parada Works Podcast. Out.